from the Associated Press, Biden to allow eviction moratorium to expire this Saturday. With me to discuss is Jennifer. Hello, everybody. And before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe. And click the bell for notifications every time we post a new video. We love your support. We love your comments. And we need the likes. So let's see what's coming up this Saturday. So there's a lot of discussion around the eviction moratorium, but it seems like the Biden administration is not going to put up a fight. Well, it seems like he's accepted that there's not really anything he can do. So he's accepted the defeat. I wouldn't say accepted the defeat. I would say he's accepted the limits of his power, which can be good. So it's defeat. <laughs> um, but he has called on someone who can do something about it to do something about it. And who is that? Um, I believe it's Congress. Ah. So from the Associated Press, the Biden administration announced Thursday it will allow a nationwide ban on evictions to expire Saturday, arguing that its hands are tied after the Supreme Court signaled the moratorium would only be extended until the end of the month. The White House and President Joe Biden would have liked to extend the federal eviction moratorium due to spread of the highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. Instead, Biden called on Congress to extend the eviction moratorium to protect such vulnerable renters and their families without delays. But if the Supreme Court's already saying that it's not going to be extended, can Congress really do anything? I suppose it depends what the power of Congress is and what the workaround for the Supreme Court would be. Mm. My question is, what is the protection that is being provided for these um, landlords? Because I, it's people love to say that renting out a, bus uh, a building is not a job and therefore they should not be making money. But that's not an appropriate argument because yeah. it is a job and there's a lot that goes into it like maintaining the building filing the paperwork making sure the place isn't crumbling to the ground my family tried to rent a mobile home like a rent to own situation and our tenant was terrible she ran away with half of our furniture so right because it, it's a difficult job because in the mind of a renter and not all renters but it's not officially their place yeah they're just renting it out. So who cares if I put a hole in the wall? I'm not going to live here, yeah. you know, my entire life. So. so that's my only concern is that they haven't been collecting payments for at least 18 months. Well, and reading, I'm not sure if it was down here in later in this article or if it was in something else I was looking at, but they haven't even, most of the states and localities haven't even utilized all of the funding or even a majority of the funding they were allocated to pay these rents so your point is very fair are these landlords getting their end of the bargain because then they're just falling on hard times as well just like everybody else well could that also be that they have more funds than renters need and so they're not using up all those funds i doubt that's the case i'm the way and of course, we're we're taking this from the wording of the article, but mm -hmm. it sounded more like things are just not being approved. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the approval process and the application process looks like to receive these funds. Right. But I mean, 
we need to be paying the landlords. I'm not arguing against mm-hmm. that by any means. So it's to me, it seems like a big problem because it doesn't seem like there's a middle ground for anyone, right? It seems to be the renter versus the 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 landlord, and it shouldn't be that way. It should be a solution for both parties. But let's read on. Aides to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Sherrard Brown, the chairman of the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs, said the two are working on legislation to extend the moratorium. Democrats will try to pass a bill as soon as possible and are urging Republicans not to block it. I feel like this is also a state-by-state situation, Mm -hmm. too, because there are states that are fully open right and so if you're fully open then you shouldn't necessarily have a problem finding a job and then you should be able to to be paying your rent versus somewhere like um, california or more or or new york or or seattle which would be less open so you're less likely to find the job so you're less likely to pay your rent new york was also one of the states that had barely used any of their funding so that's curious to me right it seems more like a a state-by-state situation rather than something that needs to be done in Congress that's going to affect every single state. Mm-hmm. And it looks too like, again, I think they go into it maybe later in this article, but um, some of the states have even ended the program early. I'm not sure how they got away with that. I know that some states ended the unemployment benefits. So I think maybe, well, I, I do know that if Congress passes a law, um, that states don't necessarily have to abide by it because they, they have state rights as well. So maybe that's maybe that's one workaround. They'll just pass it in Congress, and then the state decides whether or not they adopt it. But the moratorium was put in place last September by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Given the recent spread of the Delta variant, including among those Americans both most likely to face evictions and lacking vaccinations, President Biden would have strongly supported a decision by the CDC to further extend this eviction moratorium to protect renters at this moment of heightened vulnerability. The White House said in a statement that unfortunately the Supreme Court has made it clear that this option is no longer available. The court mustered a bare 5-4 majority last month to allow the eviction ban to continue through the end of July. One of those in the majority, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, made clear he would block any additional extensions unless there was clear and specific congressional authorization. So it seems... That's fair. Yeah, it, it seems like almost that they're not able to i mean the supreme court is not able to extend it because it's supposed to be up on saturday Mm -hmm. so it seems like what they're saying is it's not up for us to extend it it's in your court right it's in the congress's court yeah so it, it doesn't seem like they oppose it at all yeah but maybe we're just reading it wrong By the end of March, 6.4 million American households were behind on their rent, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development. As of July 5th, roughly 3.6 million people in the U.S. said they faced evictions in the next two months, according to the U.S. Census Bureau Household Pulse Survey. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, said in June... This would be the last time the moratorium would be extended when she set the deadline for July 31st. It was initially put in place to prevent further spread of COVID-19 by people put out on the streets and into shelters. 
Housing advocates and some lawmakers have called for the moratorium to be extended due to the increase in coronavirus cases and the fact that so little rental assistance has been distributed, like you brought up. So that, that brings up the question, though, if so little rental assistance has been distributed, how can it be a good thing to extend the moratorium when these renters are not even going to get those funds anyway? Well, my question would be, are they not applying for the funds or are they not getting approved? What does the application process look like? What does the approval process look like? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure we left it up to the states individually to handle that, mm -hmm. which is fine because um, every state looks different. But yeah, that would be my question. Are we not getting the applications because that's one totally fair i mean if people mm -hmm. aren't applying for it there's been information about it like people know it exists mm -hmm. to my i believe or are we just not getting it approved within this 18 months or is it so strict mm -hmm. that that it can't get approved my thought too is what is preventing people from applying receiving the funds and then not using those funds to pay for rent i feel like they would make it paid directly to the landlord because the organization i used to work for um, we provided rental assistance mm -hmm. and we did not pay directly to the client mm -hmm. we paid directly to the landlord so i feel like it would be similar because yeah that's a fair point it, then i mean i agree with that that makes sense but why would so many people not be applying for the rental assistance? Again, we have to find a, we, we would have to know, are they not applying? Are they not getting approved? Is there some like way to determine if, I don't know how you would do this, but is there a way to determine, is this COVID-19 related? Like, I need more information. Mm -hmm. Or could it just be that people don't want to return back to work and because you have the moratorium they realize that they don't have to go back to work because they don't have to pay the rent so is it really covid or is it an ex is it an extension of things that we have put in place that have just gone on for a little bit too long and people just naturally taking advantage of a situation i don't know i don't know the answer to that Congress has allocated nearly $47 billion in assistance that is supposed to go to help tenants pay off months of back rent. But so far, only about $3 billion of the first tranche of $25 billion has been distributed through June by states and localities. Some states, like New York, have distributed almost nothing, while several have only approved a few million dollars. Confluence of the surging Delta variant with 6.5 million families behind on rent and at risk of eviction when the moratorium expires demands immediate action, says Danielle Yettle, executive director of the National Low Income Housing Coalition. The public health necessity of extended protections for renters is obvious. If federal court cases made a broad extension impossible, the Biden administration should implement all possible alternatives, including a more limited moratorium on federally backed properties. But it seems like it's in 
Congress's hands. It is in Congress's hands. Just like we talked about in our previous videos with the with the federal student loans. It's Biden's, all in Congress's hands. His hands are always tied, and yeah. it's always in Congress's hands. I but have they refuse a to do anything. Distinct feeling, not to stray too far from the subject mm -hmm. at hand, but um, I feel like if he tried to extend the student loan thing, maybe not one more time, mm -hmm. but the pause on student loans. They, you know, the Supreme Court or someone might come back and say, mm, you don't really have that authority anymore because you've already extended it X number of times. And that's true. Yeah, because laws do expire. And at a certain point, you have to pass Make another law. law. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it's in Congress's hands a lot of this. Mm -hmm. And they're going... Nope, not our problem. Right, but they're too busy show voting for national TV for this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, but doing lawsuits over masks, so. Whatever. Um, the public health necessity of extending protections for renters is obvious. Oh, we already got that. The message is that there are no excuses for extent not extending the the moratorium. States and cities across the country have shown these programs can work, but that's not true. People aren't taking the money. They've repeatedly said that over and over. I mean, sure, it's working for people who are taking the money, but if only, what, was it $3 billion was actually used? Yeah, $3 billion out of, out of $45 billion. Right, right, right. Is that what they're saying, though? Or are they saying that, you know, states and cities are able to implement it if given the chance i don't no, know again says, i still just need more information well it says states and cities across the country have shown that these programs can work that they can get money out the door effectively and efficiently hmm. based on the information that we were provided in the above paragraphs that i would not say that that is true um, i want to know which like which states have done it well like which states have used almost all of their money yeah, that's true. Because that be it's not, um, I mean, New York, I would think, would have used all of their money already. Just because it's so expensive to live there, and there's and, so many people. And they've been so shut, like, they were shut down for a lot longer than many states in California, too. I want right. to see California's numbers on this. I, I'd be interested to find out. We can do a follow-up video, yeah, maybe, for sure. that information. Because I need more information on <laughs> The fact that some states and cities are showing they can do this efficiently and effectively makes clear that there is no reason that every state and city shouldn't be accelerating their funds to landlords and tenants, partic particularly in light of the end of the CDC uh, eviction moratorium. So I think they're basically just saying, hey, other states, get your crap together. Uh, the trouble getting rental assistance to those who need it has prompted the Biden administration to hold several events in the past month aimed at pressuring states and cities to increase their distribution, coax landlords to participate, and make it easier for tenants to get money directly. Uh, you and I had the same exactly. thought. Maybe renters are simply not allowing this. Which, the landlords, the yeah. The landlords. Which seems dumb to me. On I don't the part know how much I believe that. Yeah. If I need money to run my property i would and i've got this board. law that says i can't evict you because you're not paying me right. i would take the money from wherever it's right. coming from so associated attorney general Vinita gupta has also released an open letter to state courts around the country encouraging them to pursue measures that would keep eviction cases out of the courts 
On Wednesday, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau unveiled a tool that allows tenants to find information about rental assistance in their area. Despite these efforts, some Democratic lawmakers had demanded the administration extend the moratorium. This pandemic is not behind us, and our federal housing policy should reflect the stark reality. With the United States facing the most severe eviction crisis in history, our local and state governments still need more time to distribute critical rental assistance to help keep a roof over the heads of our constituents. Democratic U.S. Representative Cori Bush of Missouri and Jimmy Gomez of California and Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts said in their joint statement. But landlords who have opposed the moratorium and challenged it repeatedly in courts were against any extensions. They have argued the focus should be on speeding up the distribution of rental assistance. And that's fair. Mm -hmm. But do you need one without the other? Or can you get one of those without the other? Is my question. Do we still have to have the moratorium in order to have the assistance being provided? Well, remember that the moratorium also extends to people who are working, but who then refuse to pay their rent. So I think it would be more beneficial to help people who need the money to get the money so they can pay their rent. But then you need to allow these landlords to evict people who are taking advantage of the situation. Because, you, I mean, you don't want anyone taking advantage of the situation. No, of course not. And we know that people will, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't think the majority of people, that's where their mind goes. But, mm -hmm. Again, I need to know more information on how the programs are working mm -hmm. and how our application process is and what our approval process is mm -hmm. before I jump to we need to have more responsibility. So I, th I think that's a happy medium. Get the money to the people that need it, but allow the landlords to get rid of people that are taking advantage. Because you and I both know that we've both lived in apartments. We know that there's people who take advantage of oh, yeah. the situation or, or the apartment complex. I work in social services. I know that there are people who... Right. I used to work at WIC. People take advantage of the People good, take advantage good, the of program. systems all the time. And that's why when people... I, I love social programs, but I don't love social programs that do not have contingency plans for people that abuse the system and ruin it for everyone else. Like, that has to be a must. But any extension of the eviction moratorium equates to an unfunded government mandate that forces housing providers to deliver a costly service without compensation and saddles renters with insurmountable debt. Association Pre uh, President of CEO Bob Pinninger said, adding that the current crisis highlights the need for more affordable housing. But they were affording it before this happened. They were living there. They decided to live there. And they decided to live there because they it was reasonable for what they were m making annually. I want to know, too, like, how has this affected, like, if landlords can increase their rent and stuff? I'm assuming if you've been here 18 months and you've had this moratorium saying I c you can't be evicted, have you had to re-sign a lease? Have you just been allowed to live there with, I mean, like, I, I know you have an apartment. Like, mm -hmm. even though they couldn't evict you and you were paying your rent, you still had to 
sign a new lease i just want to know how that would work as well just for my own curiosity because like are they able to increase rent prices while this is happening i don't know i feel like maybe it doesn't make a difference but it sounds it like to me it makes a difference i yeah because you i don't you cannot increase the rent prices without signing a new lease it's just like um, so obviously a phone provider can't increase their charges without making you every time you log on it says our, our, our services have changed yeah you have to click the box so technically they wouldn't be signing a new lease because in any other situation they would be evicted right so uh, I, don't know. I don't know what my point is here i just i need more information <laughs> that's what it boils down to our nation faces an alarming housing affordability disaster on the horizon it's past time for the government to enact responsible and sustainable solutions that ultimately prioritize making both renters and housing providers whole, he added. That is the end of the article. And I think, it, I think the article was fine up until that point. I think he completely missed the mark. <laughs> and I think that's a problem because they're going to try to make the art they're going to use this crisis as a reason to fight for more affordable housing and this is not at all what that's about this is simply about people who a, a program that is not being utilized correctly to get yeah. the mon the money to the renters to pay the landlords or to the landlords directly and the other flip side is landlords who have people who are taking advantage of the system and can't kick them out yeah the problem is not affordable housing because these people affordable chose housing is a problem right just to clarify but it's a different problem. it's a different problem i mean these people chose to live there based on their salary and their situation at the time pre-covid i think pre we were all doing a lot of things differently right. in february of 2020 but it's people like this guy who are going to muck about the real problem to push forward some other which we see happen all the time and right uh, and, and it, frustra it frustrates it the yeah. both of us mm -hmm. like you who lean a leans a little bit more toward personal responsibility and mm -hmm. and things like that and even me who leans more towards like social services programs things mm -hmm. like that it frustrates us both because it doesn't they're pushing an agenda. I don't want to use the word agenda, but they're pushing an agenda that oh, it's an agenda. doesn't it work doesn't for, for purpose. I mean, if you're not pushing for the right thing at the right time, you're going to mm -hmm. get nowhere. So, And then it just frustrates people who are already less inclined to, to promote more social services, like so many Senate Republicans because it's like well you're just trying to push through this agenda so it just doesn't help anyone no it, it's almost like a married couple and the husband is not listening to the wife and he's trying to solve some other problem but that him solving this isn't going to help her main problem he's not listening yeah but you're right i, I am more personal responsibility i i've said this it's been 18 months if you don't have your stuff together in 18 months i think that's on you I agree with the eviction moratorium and helping people out for maybe six months to a year. But at a certain point, you have to have thought of the long-term outcome of your situation and how you're going to – what plan are you going to put in place? Yeah. Because you realize that, oh, I lost my job. 
because of COVID, it's 18 months later. What have you done? Yeah. I mean, even if the argument is that, okay, well, well, it's too expensive to live here. You had 18 months to move to somewhere that's less expensive. No, they didn't because those people weren't paying their rent and they can't get evicted. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I mean, I slightly disagree with that. I mean, I, I agree, but I slightly disagree as well. But I, again, I just go back to the program that we have in place and have had in place for 18 months, because you're right, it's been there. Mm -hmm. It's been there for 18 months. And again, I would just have to go back to the numbers and finding out the information on are people not applying for the assistance? Is it just not getting approved? Mm -hmm. Or is it just not getting distributed properly? Right, but people have to know that it's going to end at some point. Where That's true. And also, you know, how many of these numbers are we double counting? Are we counting people who received the assistance already and still weren't able to pull themselves out of potential eviction? What if, what if people are... Uh, that's a good point. What if you get the assistance... You pay your rent, and then they say they kick you out because you haven't been paying your rent, you know, for, for however long. And then you say, okay, or, or you just willingly leave, and then you go to another apartment, and then you say, I can't pay my rent, and then you just sign up for the program again. I'm sure there are restrictions on that, like one-time assistance and things like I that. I guess I'm just speculating. No, no, it's, it's fine speculation. I just, I'm... Uh, Again, are those numbers pulling double time? Like, did you already receive the funding and got out of that hole? And then for whatever reason, be it laziness, another situation, whatever, mm -hmm. still got back into it because cause that, I mean, I could, uh, I could see like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of screwed that pooch a little bit. <laughs> you got the assistance and then, but again, all situations are different and. They are, but and I again, can't speak to those. I think you have to be better planning for the future. Like when I worked at WIC, every mother knew that they would receive WIC for one year. For them, babies get it for five years. Mm -hmm. That kind of time frame allows them to plan for the future to say, okay, in one year, I'm no longer going to get um, X amount of dollars for myself or my children. What do I need to do to make sure that I can still afford to feed this family? Does that mean I need to get another job? Does that mean I need to maybe um, do a certification so that I can move up in my current job or, or something like that? Because it can't go on forever. That's fair. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the social program should still always be there because people will always fall down on their luck. But they should be encouraged to get back up on their feet and not have to just not be allowed to just lay there forever. Yeah. Right. It's like parenting. Right. You're, if you've got a good set of parents, they'll help you out. But at a certain point, you can only sleep on their couch for so long. You know? Or a very, very kind friend who's letting you sleep on their couch. Or right. Something to that effect. And it's like we talk about whenever we're kind of talking about social programs and social issues. There's way more to it mm -hmm. that all of these COVID bills are not going to 
solve in 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's not going to solve it extending it. So we also need people to be focusing on that, but not pushing it and trying like focus on this, but then separately focus on the larger issues. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I'm not an expert. I do it every day, but I'm definitely not an expert. So I don't know how to fix those larger issues, mm-hmm. but hopefully one day we can get with other brains and figure it out. I just don't think it's possible to have a social program. Th- I mean, this is kind of just going off now. I just don't think it's possible to have a social program that runs efficiently if everyone is using it or tries to stay on it. Like, there's only so many resources to go around. Well, and most social programs, especially when they were first in, like, created and implemented, mm-hmm. were only supposed to be for temporary right, things. Things like mental. Snap. Right. I mean, you're not supposed to be on Snap chronically. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just not the way it was designed. But it's the way that it ends up happening mm-hmm. due to a multitude of other factors. Mm-hmm. And some of that laziness, absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely, some of it is laziness and some, but there's so many other things as well. Again, things that you're not going to solve in 18 months. And it takes away from other people too, because if you only have so many funds and they're distributed across, you know, X number of people and you have an influx of even more people, then you have to distribute it across even more people and just dilutes it for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be something long-term. It should be something you get on, you get off, you go on your way. And it would have more support from, you know, everyone, Mm -hmm. I think, if it were able to work that way. But, again, the reality is just due to other things. Right. I I don't think people on the right oppose social programs. I think they oppose the idea of something someone can abuse and use forever because I mean it is funded by someone's hard work Um, but also people on the right are more religious tend to be and they also tend to provide more donations because of that religious association so I don't think at all they would be against social programs if they had a contingent or uh, you know it, it, it has to end at some point it has to be of some benefit to allow you to get back on your feet and to be a viable part of of, well a viable individual on your own I guess is what I'm saying yeah yeah I mean I think that's probably all we have to say yeah that's my rant that's my rant (laughs) um it's a fine rant it's a Mm -hmm. fine rant I'm We disagree slightly, but... Hey, that's fine. That's how you get to the best ideas. It is. You say that we need social programs because uh, uh, people need to be helped. We are people. We are kind human beings, and we should care for other people. That's great because it's that kind, caring nature that allows for the, the creation of a program that would benefit people. But at the same time, you need cold-hearted, blooded lizards who, who can allow it to function realistically for the long term by, by putting rules and regulations on it to ensure that it functions without people taking advantage of it or, yeah. or whatnot. I think we've talked about this before, and I, I've said 
in a perfect world, the Democrats would be the social and the idea people, and then the Republicans would be the logic. I've said and that. I have a whole could, social media post on that. If we could work through that mm-hmm. and, and get to a harmony with that, mm-hmm. where it's not just, I'm right, you're wrong, mm-hmm. all of these programs would work so much better. Because you would get, like you said, a little bit of that more reality from the Republican side mm-hmm. or from the right, and then the, the bleeding heart from the, from the left. Mm-hmm. But it would work together right, cause and, to and use, make a perfect program. Because to use like an off example, if you just give some, if you give your son, like all the rich kids, everyone always complains about the rich kids because they get money from mom and dad and they don't have to work, but they usually end up being awful people. And I guess my point is you can't just give someone money. It's not a good development strategy. Yeah. Right. You do have to struggle a little bit in life because that forces you to problem solve. And when you problem solve, sure, it sucks, but you learn from it and then you prevent yourself from falling back into that hole again. Yeah. Well, it's like a coworker and I were talking about today. She was talking about a friend that she has who you know it started out this friend would be like oh you know well we're we're going to do this thing and and i just don't have the money for it Mm -hmm. and she said oh well don't worry i've got you Mm -hmm. and then it was oh you know i don't have money for xyz well well, don't worry i've got you Mm -hmm. and then finally it got to the point where my my coworker was like listen i can't keep covering you Mm -hmm. i can't pay for both of us when we do things i'm gonna have to cut you off and she got mad because well, why, why won't you help me? You're a terrible person. Right. She got used to the norm. Yeah. And then come to find out other friends in the friend group were like, uh, we've been doing the same exact thing. Right. We're cutting her off too. Right. So. She has learned that she can ask and you give and she'll just keep asking until you say no. It's almost like she has budgeted you're giving her money into her lifestyle. So she, on a normal basis, maybe she can't afford to go out. But she's budgeted the fact that your friends are giving her money, just like people budget in the fact that the government is giving them money. Can they do it on their their own? Absolutely, they can do it on their own. But unless they have to struggle a little bit, they're going to keep budgeting in that money. Well, I mean... I would argue some people have struggled more, but again, that's when right, we get right, right. that's when we get into those bigger issues. And some they people can't, can't be solved anything. Some people can't do it on their own, yeah. right? There's some people, you know, health, you know, reasons they they can't. And I mean, for that, obviously, our argument, my argument, doesn't apply there. And I I understand that. So I'm not a very cold-blooded lizard animal. <laughs> Only slightly. Cold-blooded. Only slightly cold-blooded. Um, All right. Well, let's get you on a heating pad. Yes. And everyone else can comment down below. Mm-hmm, and um, like and tell share. Tell me which reptile I look most like. I've always thought I look like a turtle. I see turtle. A little bit of a turtle. I see a little bit of a turtle. Yeah. So, yeah. Comment down below with your ideas to um, help fix the world. And the should we continue the moratorium? And which reptile Jack looks like. That'll be fun. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. Yep, and we'll see you guys next time. See you.